Well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a new edition of the EKN Outlap, our preview podcast, and we look at an upcoming EKN trackside live event. It's episode number 26, August the 31st, 2021, almost into the fall, which is absolutely ridiculous to me. Uh, but yeah, looking forward to talking about a race that uh, we're thrilled to have back here in 2021. My name's Rob Howden, joined by David Cole. Before we jump into our preview of the 2021 Rock Island Grand Prix, let's talk about the presenting sponsor of this edition of the Outlap, and that is Alan Rudolph Racing Academy. If you want to improve your results, it's time for professional instruction and coaching at the Alan Rudolph Racing Academy. Located at the state-of-the-art speed sports racing park just north of Houston, the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy offers custom coaching programs for newcomers and experienced racers alike. Train with a champion with over 30 years of racing experience to get proven results. Get ready for the big races by training with the best. Reserve your dates now by calling 866-607-RACE. That's 866-607-7223. Well, David, uh, what, 26th edition of this amazing race, a couple of years missed over those uh, 28 years in total since the first running of it. The Rock Island Grand Prix back this year, the Labor Day Classic, a bucket list race for sure. Ironic, 26th episode covering the 26th ever Rock Island Grand Prix. I like it. So 26 is the number. So if you're running number 26 this weekend, it could be your weekend. You make it Uh, a rock. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, yeah so, as, as David said, uh, folks, September 4th and 5th, this coming weekend, Saturday and Sunday event, we'll go more into the race itself. Uh, but, David, yeah, 26th uh, running. You've uh, raced in many of them. I think it might have been one of the first races you came to as a official staff member as well with us, I think, um, back in the day. It was, yeah, it was – It was. Uh, I hadn't been – I'm not – I wasn't exactly full-time at the time. Okay. But it was w- – one of the first events, uh, you went to a couple before that as well, but, nice. uh, uh, yeah, it was kind of the changing of the guard. I still have the, the photo of, uh, all of us, uh, together there from 2004. That's right. That'll yeah. be a good, maybe a little throwback Thursday f- image to, uh, to, uh, throw up there on social media, but no uh, yeah, it's, um, you know, last year COVID broke the streak, but I guess technically it's not broken streak if they don't have the race. So, uh, the streak continues. So 2004, to two, 2021 uh it keeps going uh doing wow. coverage uh for the two-day racing festival that is at the rock island grand prix in rock island illinois it's part of the quad cities uh as many people other people know the area can you name the other three uh, days off the top of your head yeah moline davenport and uh bettendorf there right? it is quad cities um cool thing too you know obviously the we're talking about this is because it's part of our EK and Trackside Live tour presented by Cooper Tires. But Rock Island is, again, one of those places we, we streamed live for the first time, too. That first year, I believe, we started doing live broadcasts. I remember uh, getting some of our partners on board as broadcast partners and uh, streaming live from there as well. Yeah, it was one of those. Yeah, it was among the uh, the first, um, you know, we were doing Pro Tour. Yeah. Um, and Rock Island is part of that as well, uh, as we were, you know, diving into this, uh, you know, this live coverage that we were doing, you know, we thought no better place to do it than Rock Island. You know, we weren't racing at the time, so it made sense. So we could put, uh, all our efforts into doing a broadcast. And, and again, that time it was video with like graphics. So there was no <laughs> actual live video and, and, uh, we, but you know, we were able to stream it to, uh, to people who weren't there. So it was, yeah, it was, um, 
it's we've got we've done a lot at Rock Island, you know, from from on and off the racetrack. Yeah, no doubt. So for those of you who don't know about the track, obviously a, a facility, uh, a street circuit in downtown in the Arts and Entertainment District of Rock Island, Illinois, just about six tenths of a mile, six corners, five of them being left handers, one right hander. It's through the blocks, you know, the downtown blocks. Everything's 90 degree corners, all about rolling corner speed. Um it's cool because you roll down there, you know, you, you get into the staging parking lot before you're allowed to come in because literally, David, the streets are open until like five o'clock, right? They, they, they stay open through the end of the day. And then right at five o'clock, everything gets shut down. They start bringing the, the trailers, nobody into the parking lots around the area. Track build starts on Friday night. And you hit the track on Saturday morning. Yeah, everything kind of shuts down for that part of the city. Uh, as you said, five o'clock, they, they start to close off the roads. So they work with the local uh, police department to shut down the roads, get all the cars that are parked on the side of the road out of there. And uh, and then from there, it's building the racetrack while also getting everybody parked in uh, Friday evening into the paddock area. So it's a lot of moving parts for those basically from five o'clock all the way until really midnight into maybe one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that's the crazy thing. It takes a long time to get all the barriers in place, all the fencing. They still use some hay. I think they, do they still use any hay bales at all. I believe they had some still there, right? Against the fencing or? <laughs> not not necessarily against the fencing, but maybe in some of the impossible impact zones, you know, okay. that uh, yep. that can't be covered up with, with you know, plastic barriers. So, yep. you you know, essentially light poles in this and that are, are covered with hay bales to provide that extra, uh, you know, safety barrier. Um, but yeah, essentially you're lining an entire fence around the racetrack, both outside and inside, because again, they have track crossing. So let's see, one, two, three, four places where people can cross and go inside the racetrack. So you get a different viewpoint from, uh, from that side of the racetrack. And they also have a lot of food vendors inside yeah. there and some other vendors, and such inside. I want to say, yeah, it's turn four, which would be the only right-hander. So uh, there's a lot in that area and, and other sections within within the actual racetrack. So, but it gives you also a different view uh, of of the race, you know, race going on when the when the carts are on track. So, uh, yeah. So building a fence all the way around, and as you said, you build the barriers, and then all the extra safety measures that you have to put in place. Also putting in a loop, a, a scoring loop, getting a, a scoring trailer set up, getting, you know, all the, the PA system, the, they That's run it. an entire PA system around the entire racetrack. So just, a, it's basically you're building up a racetrack and then tearing it down all within four days. <laughs> we'll have a look at the event schedule in a second. Always thinking about the weather, David, I had a quick look at my phone coming into the broadcast here. This, this uh, podcast recording Looks like 30, for, 30 to 40% chance of rain, so not overly high for Saturday, but uh, Sunday looking sunny based on the forecast I looked at and temperatures high 70s, low 80s. Not bad for the weekend. Yeah, if I recall, rain has kind of been a common theme at Rock Island Grand Prix, and I want to say the last time we were there, we actually had to postpone uh, heat races Saturday towards the end of Saturday due to the uh, due to heavy rains that came down. So uh that's uh that you know brain's kind of typically been a uh a factor nearly each time we uh, we go to rock island and with you know the the hurricane coming through it, it changes the weather patterns uh all throughout the midwest because yeah. as it's moving right. up towards that northeast area 
uh, it changes the weather for us here in the Midwest. So, so, you know, everything's kind of dependent on that and we'll see, uh, we'll see what kind of happens, uh, with that as the weekend goes along. Hopefully we won't get that torrential rain that shuts things down and it, you know, cause cards, again, we race rain or shine. So, uh, we're able to race, but if, you know, flooding becomes an issue because again, it is a city street where, you know, puddles can can form very easily and it yeah. becomes a dangerous situation for carts and the crown of the road's awesome I, i've i've raced i think I, I remember racing master shifter there i'm not sure what year it was in the wet and man it was so much fun rolling down there but you had to be so careful going over the crown of the road as you come through the corners because it's pretty easy to lose the rear end of the, on the cart yeah when you're going through the intersections yeah that, yeah. that definitely is uh the spot where uh you can you can lose it because it's all straight away through uh through those sections uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's the puddles that, that are the, the, the issue when it comes to heavy downpours and, and that's exactly what it was in 2019. So, um, hopefully we won't have to deal with that. As you said, only 30 to 40% chance of rain on Saturday. So hopefully if it's, if it's anything, it's just a little bit of a mist or a quick rain shower. Or doesn't even hit. Let's just, let's, let's, yes. go, let's go with that. Let's go with the perfect day. Uh, one that, of the things you, yeah. you mentioned, David, was obviously move in track build on Friday, but the Rock Island Grand Prix is a different race as well. It's, there's always that, there's still the pressure and the focus and the excitement of trying to do well, but it's, it's winner take all, right? It's not the two event, two main event thing we see in some of all, all the pro, the pro series, the national series. A little more of a relaxed atmosphere. Uh, obviously, getting things rolling on Saturday. Um, two rounds of practice and heat races, obviously being introduced a couple of years ago. And then Sunday is just warm ups and main events. Uh, Sunday is one of my favorite days in karting because it's just so cool, so relaxed. You do the warm up, then you have the you know the opening ceremonies to get things going. I really, really love racing on Sunday at Rock Island. Yeah, it reminds you of that big event type atmosphere. Super yeah. Nationals or Rotax Grand Finals, or even you know FIA races, where every it's just one main event. This is it. Now, mind you, yeah, some of the categories have a a one final and a two final, but yeah. it's still you're racing for that one class victory. Exactly, and and that's uh, yeah. So everything kind of builds up to that point. You know, even as you said, track the move in. You know, people are thrashing away Friday evening, well into the night, trying to make sure everything's ready to go to get on track, uh, eight, eight o'clock Saturday morning, because as you said, only two rounds of practice. So if you're not in the 80 different categories, like a Tony Nielsen or Scott sketchy Barnes are in <laughs> every, every lap is crucial to, because you want to make sure you, you know, things are on straight, things are, are feeling good. And you kind of have the, a good baseline going in, into the heat races, because back in the day qualifying, that was, that was really, a a focus. You wanted to be quick right out of the trailer. There was no if, ands, or buts about yeah. it. You had to be quick yeah. because, you know, where you qualified was where you're going to start the main event. And so now that they have the heat races with the with the passing points, you have that ability to start dead last in a heat race, get yourself up past the midway point of the field and and start towards the front to be able to, to be close uh, when it comes to the main event. So it's different. It may be a little bit of a different mindset now that we have the heat races. No doubt about that. All right, folks, there you go. That's kind of the uh, the setup of the event itself. Again, Labor Day weekend classic, the Rock Island Grand Prix. Uh, we'll jump into buy the numbers, folks. Quick little break in the action here with our first commercial break. But when we get back to this edition out of the, out of the outlap, we'll tell you what we got in terms of entry, and we'll have a look at some of the different categories. Stay with us. Lots more to come here on the EKN Radio Network. Hey. 
take a look at your trophy case. Do you see a Duffy in there? If you're missing one of the most iconic trophies in American karting, you'll get another chance at one this October when the International Kart Federation Sprint Grand Nationals takes over the Prairie City Kart Track in Northern California. The remodeling of Prairie City under the management of the Durbin family has been a highlight story in NorCal karting, and the Durbin's passion and dedication for the sport will make the track the ideal host for 2021. The 2021 IKF Sprint Grand Nationals will focus on the Briggs 206, KA100, and Mini Swift categories, and is set for October the 15th, 16th, and 17th. There will also be an 80cc shifter class at the event, and we're expecting big numbers. Bring out your 80 and play. The Durbins are ready to roll out the red carpet at their facility, and plans are underway to make this race the best Grand Nationals in years. Registration will open on September 1st, so get that entry confirmed to take your shot at becoming a Duffy winner. For more information, head to www.ikfcarding.com slash ikf-sprint-grandnationals. The Briggs and Stratton 206 engine is where out-of-the-box ease and outstanding consistency meet to create legendary races. Briggs and Stratton's history of motorsports dates back to when the first engines came off the assembly line in the early 1900s. Their focus on the grassroots level continues to help build generations of racers. Since 2008, the Briggs and Stratton 206 has gained a following that has the engine powering the largest fields in North American karting today. From the club level of track programs to traveling regional series and national events, Briggs and Stratton competition provides the most exciting racing in the sport. Engineered and hand-built exclusively for racing, every Briggs and Stratton 206 engine is power tested and serialized before it goes in the box. Carters can take that engine straight from the box to their cart and be on the podium at the end of race day. Be sure to follow Briggs and Stratton Racing on Facebook and through at Race Briggs on Instagram. To learn more about the 206 engine or to find the North American dealer near you, head to BriggsRacing.com. Briggs and Stratton Racing, what powers you? Welcome back to the 26th edition of our EKN Outlap podcast, our preview of an upcoming EKN Trackside Live event, this particular event that we're detailing right now, the 2021 edition of the Rock Island Grand Prix. I'm Rob Howden, joined by David Cole, who will be trackside throughout the weekend. My first weekend off coming up, and I think in a run of seven. So I wish I was going to be there, but that would have been a little much for me. David will take care of things trackside. And David, let's have a look at the numbers. I know you've got the entry list uh, coming into the weekend. There's always a lot of trackside entries at Rock Island, but 190 entries, I believe, uh, pre-entries coming in. Yeah, as of this morning, uh, what we received uh, after last night, we're at 190. There are actually people that are going that have not yet entered, uh, including reigning king of the streets, Race Liberante. So people are still entering. So we're going to eclipse that 200 mark for sure on the weekend. Uh, you know, and really the focus when you look at the numbers is the Briggs and Stratton program. Luckily, yeah. uh, I was fortunate enough to be one of the first. Uh, racers in the Briggs category at Rock Island Grand Prix back in 2012, if you can believe it. It's been that long now that uh, the Briggs program has kind of developed and, and grown uh, really almost into its second decade now uh, after this season. 
And so, uh, you know, 76% of the entries this year are Briggs and Stratton categories. So, or Briggs and Stratton entries. So, uh, that's from 50, 58% in 2017 to 60, 2018 and 61% in 2019. It's, that's kind of really the focus of this year's, uh, event when you look at numbers. Yeah, it's also a little bit of indication of that, that some of the two-cycle categories that normally had more numbers back then just really aren't kind of running. We don't have that tag class where you have a lot of different engine packages we saw uh, back a number of years ago. Uh, within the Briggs program, David, big numbers in the 206 heavy category. I see 26 in total in the, one of the two 206 heavy classes. Yeah, I think that's why you're 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 going to see the big numbers in the heavy categories because the new king of the rock 206 division is at that heavy weight. So uh, that's kind of where the focus is going to be for a lot of the people because the king of the rock, the new category that they are debuting uh, this weekend uh, is at that heavy weight. So it's, it's going to be very crucial for people to be uh, up to pace uh, when in your heavy one and your heavy two, and even the master's category, which I want to say is close to the, the heavyweight as well. So uh uh, that's that's kind of where the focus is when you look at uh, in terms of the Briggs uh, categories. 100cc senior at 10 drivers right now going in the King of the Rock 100cc at five. I would expect we'll see some uh, late entries there as well. Uh, King of the Streets uh, eight eight uh, shifter cart drivers right now, but for some reason I don't know what it is about the shifter cart guys. A lot of the times they wait to the last minute to enter. <laughs> like like well, I, I think that's that's just that's just Carters in general. Okay. Um, you know, and, and again. Yeah, you know, there's been a lot of racing going on, you know, even the Ignite program, which we're, we're seeing, you know, 14 and 13 and senior and then 12 and masters. They just had an Ignite challenge race last weekend at Mid-State uh, Cart Club yeah. in Springfield, Illinois. So it's tough for a lot of people to go back to back and stuff like that. We had Route 66 Sprint Series racing in Autobahn. So, you know, it's tough to see a lot of those KA drivers go to you know, back to back and try and come and race, uh, you know, Rock Island Grand Prix. So again, scheduling's a little bit to, to, uh, some of the numbers that we're seeing. And again, maybe it's just that, uh, you know, we, you know, there's just not that, uh, need or want to, to try and hit this bucket list event this year, because, you know, there was still some questioning about COVID, you know, was yeah. the event gonna, gonna happen? Because again, Illinois is a Illinois is a, uh, a very crucial state when it comes to COVID with Chicago and in terms of numbers we're seeing, you know, down in the South where numbers continue to rise. So, you know, who knows what was going to happen. So maybe a people have just waited till the last moment to possibly be able to do this. Yeah. I think a little bit of uncertainty for sure. You know, the race coming back, as you said, everything with COVID people setting their schedules earlier in the year and like, Hey, we're going to go here, here, and here. Oh, Rock Island's back. Maybe my budget's a little tight right now. Uh, you know, obviously to have it back, uh, working with the guys at NKA, kind of a new group involved. There's going to be a new feel with, at the track with different announcers, that kind of stuff. We, we can talk about uh, a little no, bit. And, Go and spec tires. Um, you know, people that that's something that's okay. kind of new to to Rock Island. We had it the last couple of years with uh, you know the Briggs and, and Yamaha divisions, but even now the two cycle categories are spec tires as well too. So you know. For some reason, I don't know. You were going to buy a new set of tire anyway. Why not just make everybody on the same tire? It's it's what we do at the national level. But you still have some grassroots people who 
do not want to buy a tire from the promoter, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah, you, again, the, it's kind of the, the way of it nowadays with uh, the expense rising to put on events. When the event promoter or series sells the tire, they're able to make the money, and that's what allows them to have these events. That's just the bottom line and, and kind of the the uh, the numbers these days, the financials of putting on racing events. But otherwise, as David said, 190 en- pre-entries coming in, uh, 76% from Briggs. So there will be some strong Briggs classes and knowing that uh, there's always a lot of walk up at Rock Island, we know we're going to hit the 200 mark. You never even know. It could be 220, 230 uh, before things get rolling on Saturday morning. Uh, David, let's have another quick break. When we get back, let's uh, start looking at some of these categories. We've got how many lined up? Six or seven lined up in this next section. 206 medium, 206 heavy. We'll have a look at the defending winners, the entry numbers, and we'll see which drivers are ready to step up. Stay with us. This outlap on the Rock Island Grand Prix back after this break. The Route 66 Sprint Series is the oldest regional traveling sprint series in the country. The 2021 program presented by MG Tires and Franklin Motorsports has reached the halfway point for their Briggs & Stratton 206 and IAMI racers. On August 28th and 29th, Round 3 will be contested at the Kart Circuit Autobahn facility in Joliet, Illinois, presented by DNJ Intermodal Services and Kartlift Kart Stands. The series closes out the final round set for September 18th and 19th at Wolf Paving Raceway in Dousman, Wisconsin, presented by B&B Electric and Badger Car Club. A record-setting season for the United States Pro Kart Series, presented by MG Tires and IAMI USA East, will conclude on October 15th through 17th at the Carolina Grand Prix. Teams and competitors will converge on the GoPro Motorplex in Mooresville, North Carolina for round four of the championship program. Head over to rub66cartracing.com and uspks.com for more information. In karting, it's important to be supported by the right people. With over 40 years of experience in the sport, Trinity Karting Group has everything you need to make your program successful. We do it all and we do it right. Trackside support and arrive and drive programs are available in 2021 for the USPKS and the Supercarts USA Pro Tour and Super Nationals with full product sales and service and professional coaching from our experienced staff. Trinity Carding Group is a full service operation based at the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati, which gives us access to our custom designed driver training facility. This allows us to offer private one-on-one coaching to take you to the next level. Trinity Carding Group is also your Midwest home for Tony Kart and IAMI, and we're your source for MG and Avinco tires in the region. Tony Kart quality cannot be beat, so call us today to put you in a new chassis for your next event. From arrive and drive and coaching programs to the parts you need, let Trinity Carding Group provide you with customer service and a racing experience second to none. Trinity Carding Group has a long history in the sport, a winning pedigree, and we're dedicated to driver development. We take pride in our professional approach and our positive attitude. Let us build a custom race program for you. Give us a call at 513-421-4463 or check us out online at trinitycardinggroup.com. 
Welcome back to our 26th episode of the EKN Outlap Preview Podcast. David Cole and myself, Rob Howden, talking about this coming weekend's Rock Island Grand Prix. Should be a fun weekend back on the streets of Rock Island. David, let's start doing some class-by-class class right now. 206 medium, uh, two different – you mentioned having two two classes. They've essentially decided a lot of the classes to have a, two, like a, a class one and a class two, giving you more time – to have one cart at one weight and race two different classes, which I think is a lot of uh, what a lot of these guys really want. Let's start with 206 medium, David, 14 entries in total. Gary Lawson, the defending winner. And this guy, of course, as we know, has won a lot of races at Rock Island. Yeah, Gary is the emperor of Rock Island Grand Prix. Uh, I love it. I can't, you know what? I got to, now I can't remember the total number. Hold on. I'll get the report here. But uh, yeah, Gary, obviously busy back at the, uh, Comet Racing Engine Shop, not going to uh, to be able to make it this year. But uh, you know, 2019, he came back, and I want to say won uh, two divisions that year. I'm, I'm I got to go back. I forgot to add some of this, these notes to uh, to our script. But uh, yeah, he is he's the emperor with a lot of victories at this uh, event. I'm, I'm still looking. So if you want to keep talking, I'll go jump. Ahead. I'll jump in because because he's looking at some of the notables coming in. Previous winners include Gary Lawson, Riley Scott back in 2018, Tony Nielsen, uh, such a run from 2014 to 2017, Connor Lund won back in 2012. Uh, but you're definitely going to watch out for Riley Scott and uh, I believe Tony Nielsen is entered in this race as well. So those are two of the primary front runners. Jeff Scott, although he's a master's driver, has the speed always to run up front. I've had a chance to race wheel to wheel actually with Jeff at Rock Island. It was a lot of fun. He, myself, and, and Craig Jasperson had a pretty good battle a number of years ago. Uh, former winner uh, Matt Payway uh, on the on the grid as well. Ashton Wheeler, Justin Wishard. There's some pretty good drivers in this category. Twelve in total. Uh, actually, fourteen entries in total based on what we've got. Should be a, still a pretty good battle up front, David. And we know how these races work. Get rolling. That lead group sets up. Try to drop the guy behind you. But because of the quick nature of this racetrack, you always get that badass group of drivers battling it out up front. Lap, you know, new leader lap after lap after lap. Yeah. So now all time win total is at 28 after picking up three victories uh, back in the uh, 2019 event. That's so Gary 20, Lawson, right? 28 is the Gary Lawson mark. Uh, not far behind him, and again, I got to do some some more research. But is is Tony Nielsen? Uh, yeah, Nielsen going to be uh, going actually racing in nine different categories this this weekend. So that's awesome. Uh, that's that's he he's going to be a very familiar name throughout the weekend. Well, the thing is, he can win nine races. Like he, he can win, he can literally win. Yeah, he has the ability yeah. to win all nine. So that's. That's the scary part. I want to say, let me see. Now I got to pull up the the other file. I got way too many files going on right now, trying to figure all this stuff out. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's, it was let's. 2015. No, was, yeah, 2015 when he went on a run. I think he won five races that year, and then it was Cal Stewart who came back the next year and won uh, six of his. I want to say six or five, one or the other, but uh, came back and and won just as many. So uh, yeah, they. Tony Nielsen is 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 a Rock Island uh, favorite every time he goes. Yeah, well, don't even start with me. The year that they <laughs> added the Masters class for forty and older, no, thirty it was thirty and older. Nielsen turned thirty that year. I was rolled in like I got a chance to win a rock here against yeah, guys. Two thousand fourteen. Yeah, yeah, I was forty six <laughs> years old. I'm like, I got a chance to win here. I'm fast at Rock Island. I can win a rock. 
And then Tony Nielsen turns 30 that year. And I had to, and I, listen, it was, it was Tony and I, we were the fastest two guys that week, that weekend. Uh, we geared it, we, we geared it to be able to pull away. He was faster in the opening laps. I couldn't stay with him. And that's when I battled with uh, Jasperson and Scott for the, uh, the final lap. And I should have blocked more in the final lap, <laughs> but you should yeah. have, but Nielsen stole it away from me. I'll never, I'll never let it. I'll never forgive him for that, but it is. <laughs> As you good. should, yeah. As exactly. Should. Uh, the second group for the medium class, 10 entries in that one. Um, didn't run the class back in 2019. Riley Scott was the winner there in, in 18. He won the uh, medium one and medium two. All three Scots there this year with Avery Scott, uh, Riley Scott, and Jeff Scott. You throw in uh, Wheeler, as we talked about. You, you throw in Wishard. Uh, Tony Nielsen, there's a lot of great drivers that are going to put, put a show on there for sure. There are, yeah. The Scots are are an interesting because you have uh, Jeff Scott, who's who's a former winner mm-hmm. at uh, the Rock Island, along with Riley Scott, his son, who won twice in the Briggs diff- two different Briggs categories, as we talked about, and and then Avery Scott, who is is the younger sister of Riley. So it's it's three three Scots in the in the race, two with winning experience at the Rock. So you you got to believe that they're going to be pushing Avery to try and try and get her her first rock yeah, uh, all yeah. weekend long so and they're going to be, be work- a- hey and they're going to be working together that's what i'm saying they're going right. to actually be working to pushing her like literally pushing her around probably to try and because she's she's a good shoe as well so that's uh it. it'll be uh that's going to be a fun story to watch all weekend long agreed biggest classes as we talked about the 206 heavy classes uh 26 drivers and 206 heavy one 21 drivers and 206 heavy two uh, previous winners in the heavy class, like we mentioned already, Gary uh, Gary Lawson, Cal Stewart, Tony Nielsen, Connor Lund, all these guys with chances to to win, and very similar categories, very similar drivers, David, that we saw in the medium class. But then you throw in a guy uh, like Michael Dittmer, like a Jeff Dolian, right? Some of these other guys that you know, Connor Lund's running again this year. Uh, he'll be definitely in the fight as well. Matt Payway. These are some and all the Scots in the, in the heavy class as well. Mike uh, Michael Welsh as well. These are like legendary names when you're talking Rock Island. Yeah, like you like you mentioned in the by the numbers, the heavy categories are the highest uh, of the event, and this is where a lot of the heavy hitters are at. Because as we we're going to talk about later, the King of the Rock 206. Yeah, uh, you know that's kind of going to be the focus for a lot of these Briggs racers. So being at the heavyweight division, a lot of these guys are at the heavy side of the of the scale. And uh, are uh, are going to be gunning, you know, using that he- 206 heavy one and heavy 206 heavy two as their warm up races for the King of the Rock 206. Well, let's do it. Let's jump right into the King of the Rock. I, I like this category. I like the idea of giving the 206 guys that focus. For many many years, it was the Scusa King of the Streets event, and it just became really just the Rock Island King of the Streets program, and that was that focus on the 125 shifters. They, you know, the fans love the shifters. They're loud. They're fast. But really, again, like you said, uh, when you go down to the real core of the culture of Rock Island, it's kind of Briggs and Yamaha back in the day. The Briggs guys have always been there as as part of this program. And again, like you said, 76% of the entry now Briggs. They get a chance to have their their spotlight race in this King of the Rock. 23 entries. And literally, look at the the entries of the King of the Rock. And and David, it's a who's who. You throw Skitchy Barnes in for this one as well. It's just, again, how about Jeremiah Davis as well, who won it? Quincy Grand Prix, he'll be back as well. This is like a who's who of Briggs racing in the Midwest. Yeah, it's a lot of the names we've already mentioned, and then you added the Barnes and the Jeremiah Davis. Uh, so a lot of drivers that uh, have a lot of experience here. 
uh, at the Rock Island Grand Prix. And again, the King of the Rock 206 category, this is the money class, not back in the previous Rock Island Grand Prix, every category ran for a little bit of money. Well, they've decided to focus on just three categories with the King of the Rock 206, King of the Rock 100cc, and then obviously King of the Streets as well. Yep. So it's $1,000 to win this King of the Rock 206 race. So a lot is riding on the line. They're going to money down to the top five, $200 for fifth place, 225 for fourth, 375 for third, and $750 for second. So a lot of cash on the line. And, and this one is going to be probably uh, the more competitive, more heated, more uh, tempers flaring, as you will, <laughs> as you kind of see at, uh, at Rock Island Grand Prix, uh, kind of things happened uh, as the weekend goes along. You know, one thing I want to point out about this, and this is one of the things I love about the Rock Island Grand Prix, it's not it's not as similar to a national event where a lot of the drivers and senior are anywhere 15 to 17 years of age. If you literally look, there's been such a history at Rock Island. These names we've been talking about for so many years, right? These guys that have won, run for race wins in the, in the Yamaha classes and in the Braves classes. We're not talking about drivers in their teens. The cross-section... I want to say the youngest driver in this class is there's a couple 17-year-olds. Otherwise, you've got Skitchy Barnes at 37 years of age. The guy's been racing forever, right? You've got Jeff Dolian. He's 37. Michael Welsh, again, one of the legends of Rock Island. He's 40. Tony Nielsen's 40 years old, right? And, and again, this is the cool factor where you see in some – even Connor Lund's 30. The guy can run Masters, for God's sakes. So – I like the I like it the fact that you have so many different age brackets here because it doesn't really matter when you get in behind the wheel of a cart at this level, right? The cart doesn't know how old you are. It's all about talent. Yeah, the the two younger Scots, Avery and Riley, are probably the two are the two youngest drivers uh, in the field. So, yeah, when you're throwing them up against their dad, who's 48, and then as you said, yeah. all those drivers in the middle of the pack there between the ages of 30 and 40. Uh, there's a lot of experience, a lot of decades of karting just alone in this category. That's it. That's a hundred percent it. So that's going to be a great race to watch folks. The, the King of the Rock 206. Uh, if you're racing there, make sure, even if you're not on the racetrack, get up to the fence and watch this one because the King of the Rock uh, will be a battle for sure. Uh, again, talk about the, the big notables there. Nielsen, the Scots, Barnes, Dittmer, Doley and Lund, Nielsen, Drake Ostrom, Matt Payway, Michael Welsh, Justin Wishard, just a stacked field in the 206 program. It will be the highlight for the Briggs category uh, for, on that side, of course. When we get back after this break, the other big part of the Rock Island Grand Prix over the last number of years is the Margay Ignite class. We'll kind of go class by class through Ignite Senior 1, 2, and Masters after this break. All over the karting world, everyone knows OTK is the gold standard for quality and performance. In the U.S., OTK USA is the source for all things OTK. From the legendary Tony Kart brand to the race-winning Cosmic and Xpree chassis, and now the new Red Speed and EOS brands, OTK quality is second to none. All five brands are winning races and championships across the country in national programs like the Rock Cup USA Florida Winter Tour and the Challenge of the Americas, the Scusa Pro Tour and Winter Series, and the Pro Kart Challenge, United States Pro Kart Series, and the WKA Manufacturers Cup. And OTK products are also front and center on the podium of club and regional races from coast to coast. To learn more about a specific product line, you can find the OTK USA dealer near you, whether it's Tony Kart, Cosmic, Xfree, Red Speed, or EOS, visit 
www.otkusa.com. Specific chassis territories are still available, so cart shops interested in adding a winning component to their product lineups can contact OTK USA directly. Hey West Coast Carters, we've hit the halfway point of the season and it's time to get down to business with the stretch run. If you're a carter in NorCal, don't miss the last two races of the KPX Karting Championship. We hit a bit of a bump with our schedule on our venues, so we're thrilled to be finishing off our 2021 season with a pair of races with the Durbin family at the awesome Prairie City Kart Track in Rancho Cordova, California. The KPX program gets back on track on September 25th and 26th at Prairie City, and then we're back with our season finale there on October 9th and 10th, which is right before the IKF Sprint Grand Nationals. This will be the ideal opportunity to test before taking your run at the iconic Duffy Trophy. The KPX Karting Championship is the regional program for Briggs 206 and IAMI KA100 competition in California. We welcome all carters to come to challenge themselves against the best in the state while having an awesome experience along the way. For more information, visit www.kpxcarding.com and we hope to see everyone at Prairie City. Welcome back to the EKN Preview Podcast, the Outlap, brought to you by the Alan Rudolph Racing Academy. We are now looking at the Rock Island Grand Prix. Dave will be trackside throughout the weekend with our coverage on the EKN Radio Network. We'll talk more about the new broadcast team they have as well in terms of PA and through the EKN program. But David, let's jump into the Margay Ignite class. It's been such a big part of the of the resurgence of club and, and grassroots card and that foundation of our sport from coast to coast, to be real. So many drivers that have got behind the wheel of Ignite, at the, so many big races. Margay's been a huge supporter of Rock Island for many, many years. They've got the uh, two classes of Ignite Senior, Ignite Masters on the docket for this weekend. Uh, 14 drivers in Senior 1, 13 in Senior 2. The defending race winner, Evan Stommer. Uh, Scott Barnes has won in, in Ignite Senior. Jordan Bernlauer, Jeff Dolian, Jeremy Remick. Talk a little bit about the notables you think you'll be watching up front this weekend. Well, I, I kind of wanted to talk about the history of it because it yeah. all began back in 2015. I mean, that's just, this is kind of essentially where the Ignite program really got its feet wet. Yeah. Uh, you know, go doing this shootout event that they did at Rock Island because they only had the one category. And it was back in 2015 when they first started it. And it and it's really grown and grown, and it's you know with with the growth of their ignite program going to different racetracks, different areas of the country, you know this has kind of been one of their major events. Now, uh, you know it's a, it's not as major as what it was because they've they've done a number of different events throughout 2021, being a, a, a unique year, but uh, it is still one of the uh, the core categories of Rock Island Grand Prix, and the ignite senior category has never seen a, a repeat winner. That's something that's rare uh, when you look at all right, the past right. Rock Island yeah. Grand Prix where you have like the the Dittmers and the Nielsens and the Getches and, and the Kyle Wiegands and the Alan Rudolphs, guys who have mul won multiple times in the same category over and over again. Well, this category now, one, two, three, four, five, going into its sixth year, we have not to see a driver repeat in this category. And I, the only person that has the ability to do that is Jeremy Remick, who won in the uh, opening year back in 2015. He's the only returning driver 
uh, only returning winner in the uh, in the field. So, uh, no, so Scott, that, that, Scott Barnes, Scott Barnes. Oh, sorry, Scott Barnes. Yes. So two drivers. So yes, two drivers. So that's going to be you know a story to watch. So this is a category Tony Nielsen's never won. He did win the uh, I want yeah the Masters in 2019, but he did not win an Ignite Senior one or two. So that's going to be a story to watch as well because again he's trying to add to that total. Uh, but Riley Scott, another yeah. former winner, but not not able to win in this category. I think this is going to be his first time in the Ignite class at Rock Island. But uh, I believe he won at Elkhart Grand Prix and uh, was among the front runners at uh, Quincy Grand Prix. So uh, so he's going to be the one to watch. And then you got some master a master's driver that should be just as quick uh, in Ken Williams. He's been uh, a very fast driver at Rock Island Grand Prix. So he should be able to uh, to kind of give these guys a little bit of a challenge. I would think Jeremiah Davis will be in the fight as well. I'm just going to yes, throw that out Jeremiah there. Jeremiah Davis, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, 13 drivers in Ignite 2, the defending race winner, uh, Pistol Pete Vetter. Uh, if you look at it, I don't think Pete's running this week, this weekend, unless he's a, uh, an entry that's not been posted yet. But Scott Barnes, Davis, Nielsen, Scott, uh, Vansel, Wheeler, Williams, all running in that one as well. So really just press the reset button yeah. and watch those guys go out and get in. Yeah, too, right? 2019 was the first year they added a second Ignite class, like Ignite senior class, yep. just kind of similar to what they're doing with the the Briggs medium and Briggs heavy. Give the, the drivers a second opportunity to get on track and, and race for a rock again. Uh, they used to have the Ignite Junior, but they've uh, they've kind of removed that and added that that senior second Ignite. Uh, let's go to the Masters class, David. Defending race winner Tony Nielsen back at it again. He won in 2019. Vetter won in both 17 and 18. Uh, Nielsen's going to be in this one in the Masters class. Scott Barnes will be there as well. Uh, we talked yeah, we talked about uh, Ken. You mentioned Ken Williams. I think uh, you know a lot of the times. Ken spends his time working in the uh, in the paddock, obviously, right with with the Margay guys. I like seeing him get back out and get racing. Yeah, he it was actually him and uh, Brandon Moore, who's going to be in the field as well. They just had a a, a great photo finish event at Mid State Cart Club this I past weekend. So yeah. they're both uh, typically fast at Rock Island, as you said. Ken's typically when they're at the major events, he's always wrenching or working. Uh, for a lot of the arriving drives that uh, are under the Margate tent. So he'll be able to strap on the helmet again this year. I don't think he raced in 2019. I think he was he was on the wrenches. So I think it's it's great. I think he was like, man, I got to get back. And I think that's kind of the uh, the, the mindset for, for him. And it's good that uh, he has the ability to uh, to get back behind the wheel. Love it. Let's move to the 100cc senior class. I know that the the entries kind of coming in late. They had a bunch in, uh, but what we got, there were some write-in entries. There's still a lot of guys that were kind of stepping up, I believe, in 100cc senior. New class uh, for this year as well. David, give us your thoughts uh, on on who will be watching. Yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see how this class unfolds. Again, they're allowing the KA100 uh, engine with the IME. They're also allowing the VLR. Uh, with Vortex and also Yamahas on pipes. So it'll be interesting to see what engine choices and selections are made yeah. uh, for for the category. Uh, when you look at the entry list, uh, the first name that pops up, Tim Getch, a former winner, a longtime winner in the Yamaha divisions, both can and pipe. So uh, he'll, be, uh, he'll be one to watch. Uh, Texas drivers, Austin and Landon Wilkins. Uh, Austin, a former King of the Streets winner yeah. and pro- Pro open shifter or open shifter winner as well too back in 2017. 
they're making a return back to uh, the Rock Island Grand Prix. So they're they're taking part in this category. So again, this the story for this and also King of the Rock 100cc, it's going to be, you know, what engines are being selected and kind of just see how things unfold because it's a brand new category. Let's move into King of the Rock. What do you got there? Who, who are you going to throw your money on right now? Again, it's very uh, similar names. Talk about we talked about Getch and the Wilkins. Um, yeah. Pretty much everybody else in the category are kind of unknowns to us, so we're not really sure, you know, exactly the uh, the competition level that's going to be pre- presented. But we know Getch is going to be quick right out of the gate, so he'll be the one to uh, to keep a stopwatch on, and probably the odds-on favorite to win. Yeah, I, I would agree with you on that. All right, another uh, break in the action. When we get back, we'll talk about the three shifter cart categories that are part of the Rock Island Grand Prix for 2021. The event has always been a big race for drivers trying to win that King of the Streets event. We'll talk about Open Shifter Masters, Open Shifter, and King of the Streets when we get back. It's the dream of any athlete, making their national team. And in our sport, that's Team USA and the Rotax Grand Finals. It's the Olympics of karting. You too can wear the red, white, and blue at the Rotax Grand Finals in Bahrain this December, and you can earn your ticket by competing in the Race Rotax Trophy Series West. The Trophy Series East has already named five Team USA members, so who's going to take the tickets in the West? Rotax Racing is back in a big way in the U.S., and two iconic venues will host this year's Trophy Series West events. The series kicks off at Grand Junction Motor Speedway in Colorado on August 27th to the 29th, and the finale is set for October 1st, 2nd, and 3rd at the Phoenix Kart Racing Association track in Glendale, Arizona. It's a focused five-category class structure, and each weekend requires just one engine and one set of tires. For more information on Rotax Racing in the United States or the Race Rotax Trophy Series West, head to www.racerotax.com. Powered by technology, DID racing chains have a worldwide reputation for superior quality and reliability. Meticulously engineered and manufactured in Japan, DID Genuine Parts are the world's number one original parts supplier for Japanese and European motorcycle manufacturers. A rich racing tradition where results speak for themselves, DID prides itself on engineering the most technologically advanced chains on the market to help you excel on and off the track. DID's SDH pin treatment creates an extremely hard chromium carbide layer on the pin surface that houses a soft inner core to absorb extreme shock loads. DID's 219 HTZ racing chain boasts this SDH pin technology, which leads to longer chain life, as well as excellent energy transmission to the wheels. Available in the gorgeous gold, the 219 HTZ is the ultimate racing kart chain. Pick up a DID chain at your local dealer today, because when winning is the only thing that matters, go with DID. Back into this uh, new edition of the EKN Outlap, episode number 26. It is August the 31st, just a couple of days away from the start. Uh, the 26th running of the Rock Island Grand Prix, that bucket list event in the Quad Cities. Uh, Dave, three uh, uh, shifter categories on the docket right now. Open shifter masters. You look at some of the drivers that have won this race. Scott Barnes, Lance Lane, Jordan Musser, 
the Honey Badger, Anthony Honeywell, Kurt Mathewson, Enderline, the Texas Tornado, Colin Lynn. You go back to all these drivers. Bonner Moulton, an absolute legend in shifter kart racing as well. Um, and, and right now, it's four entries in total. I would like to have seen some more open shifter Masters drivers. Uh, but Scott Barnes, we know the defending winner. Uh, Barnes coming back to do it again. Yeah, Barnes set to uh, defend the title in the open shifter Masters category. Joe Rook. Uh, Rook is uh, also going to be entered uh, another late entry. He'll be uh, in the in the hunt as well. So uh, basically going to be these two drivers. We'll see, uh, you know, kind of how things unfold between them two. Very familiar drivers. They've raced against each other multiple, multiple times, both here and elsewhere. So uh, it'll be kind of a, a, a duel as the weekend goes along. I like the open shift the race as well. Race Liberante, the defending uh, race winner, I believe six uh, entries right now. We'll talk about that a little bit. But you look at the guys that have won before. Liberante, Rory Vanderster. You mentioned Austin Wilkins already. The Wild Thing, uh, Josh Lane, a couple of wins back in 13 and 14. One of the Rock Island legends and, and top money winners, Kyle Wigand, uh, with I think seven wins in total. Alan Rudolph with a good run from 1994 through 2004. Four wins over a, a 10 a uh, year period for Rudolph, one of our absolute legends in our sport. A.J. Whistler went one back in 1999. I think that might have been the first ever Scusa race I might have called that year. Uh, no, no, that would have been the first year of the Pro Tour. I think uh, that was the first year I was calling Scusa races. Joey Hand as well. Let's have a look at the list of open shifter drivers. And you throw Barnes back in there. But we got a couple of big dogs coming to play as well in Bedozo, Andrew Bedozo, Robert Bedozo, Devin Smith-Harden. And Austin and Landon Wilkins. That's a pretty good lineup for in terms of uh, top talent. And again, the open shifter is kind of like a secondary category for yeah. what we'll talk about later is the king of the streets, uh, the last class we'll cover. And yeah, I mean, this is a stacked field, even though the numbers aren't going to be what we want them to be. It's still going to be a pretty, uh, pretty tight knit uh, field in terms of lap pace and, and, and competitiveness, because a lot of these drivers been super quick. We know Andrew Budozo has been is leading the Stars Championship Series. Yeah. Just finished runner up both days at the Scusa Pro Tour Summer Nationals, so he's got the the speed to certainly contend. His brother Robert Budozo uh, been on the sideline most of the year, so we'll see if program, uh, yeah. Yeah. if he's in in, in race shape uh, <laughs> to be able to handle the rock. You know, Devin Smith Harden moved over to the uh, the Race Factory chassis under the HMG tent. Uh, he's been he's he was quicker, got quicker and quicker throughout the summer nationals. So we'll, we'll see. And then, you know, Barnes is always quick at, at rock Island and uh, we'll see what kind of shape the Wilkins are in, in, in terms of shifter racing. So uh, yeah. coming back to the rock Island, have they been out at Denton getting themselves into shape down in Texas there, right? That's a great place to do it. It'll <laughs> beat you up really quick. And, and just a shout out for Devin Smith Harden as well. He said onto the race factory, our EKN driver of the month for June swept the action. Uh, at the Quincy Grand Prix, right? So he he likes that temporary street circuit. This could be a good one for Devin as well. Yeah, he has he has that ability to be quick at, at the temporary circuits. Let's cap things off with the king of the streets. It's seen lots and lots of numbers over the years, some incredible names in terms of shifter kart racing over the last 20 years in this sport. You go all the way back to 2002 with Scott Speed, Bobby Wilson, four-time winner Alan Rudolph, Alex Speed, Three-time King of the Streets winner, Kyle Wiegand. Derek Crockett got that big win uh, back in 2011. Jordan Musser, three-time winner. 
Connor Isley, Josh Lane, Raymo Rossini came in from the Pacific Northwest one year. Austin Wilkins has already won before. Rory Vanderster, Race Liberati. Just you look at the names, uh, incredible. Uh, on the list for King of the Streets right now, I think the Badozas are looking really strong. I think Andrew Badoza will be good. Smith Harden, of course, very similar names, but I really think you're going to see a, a bunch more guys sign up late. Yeah, I hope so. But either way, you know, the, the drivers that we do have there are going to, you know, it's very similar, very similar lineup to the open shifter category. Yeah. You add in the master's drivers with Barnes and, and Joe Rook. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a good one to watch. It's yeah, it might not be the numbers we had back in 18 and 19. Uh, you know, when we had, I think what, 30 deep almost uh, in King of the Streets. Yeah. Um, again, it's just, it comes down to scheduling and unknowns yeah. and Again, hopefully we'll have drivers, uh, a, a lot more drivers uh, walk walk up uh, and sign up for, for not only this category, but a lot of the others as well. Well, the big thing about, about the King of the Streets, you talked all about schedule. It's about people being able to put it on their calendars, knowing that the race is coming back, right? You didn't know because of COVID. A lot of the guys didn't have it on the schedule. And a lot of the times with the King of the Streets, David, I think we've seen this. It's kind of a collective group of shifter cart drivers around the country go are saying to themselves, hey, let's, let's go back to King of the Streets. Right. You had that year where everybody kind of stepped up. There was kind of an online, uh, you know, Facebook kind of push to get people to come back to the event. Now that it's reestablished itself, we're here even with COVID. Ideally, we're all hoping that things will be significantly different next year in 2022. Uh, they're making some changes to the event to kind of dial things in and, and add some fun factor. It wouldn't surprise me to see, especially with the with the resurgence we saw at the Scusa Summer Nationals, more drivers coming to race. We had a lot of racers there. You know, what, what was it in the end, David? Something like 40, 42 or 43 shifters in total at Newcastle? Something like that, right? Uh, 43. Yeah. So you got that resurgence there. Maybe this is something we can keep moving into to 2022 to get those king of the streets back to those those numbers 20, 20 and up. Yeah, Josh Lane was a big part of it, uh, yeah. you know, for basically for you know, almost a decade back, but, you know, back with, you know, when Kyle Wiegand was still winning it, when Crockett won it, you know, when it moved to that st the stock moto package, there was still that push to get guys with the stock moto package because that was the shifter engine of choice. Uh, hey, come, you know, come race know, King of the Streets. And and so Josh Lane did a really great job back in the day getting people yeah. on board. And, you know, we've talked about it with the the back again columns that uh, R.K. Seiler keeps putting about. You know, that's kind of shifter cart racing in general. It's it's trying to get a bunch of people together and going to the same events and or or just getting back to the club and going, you know, once a month back to the racetrack. It's that that's kind of what shifter cart racing has kind of turned into. You see road racing, you know, kind of it's, it's growing again because guys are, are seeing the shifter cart, uh, category growing. So it, you know, numbers breed numbers, you know, that's we've it. talked about that over and over again. And so, yeah, hopefully we're going to get that, those walk-ups to, to get at, try and get closer to that 20 mark. That'd be great. And that, and that's what it's all about. Shifter cart racing is so much about momentum, right? The FOMO. People feel like if there's a lot of guys going to a race, I need to be there. And again, hopefully that's something that we'll see happen in the future with the Rock Island Grand Prix. Final break, folks. When we get back, we'll dial things in. Wrap up this edition of EKN Outlet. You want the best? You just got to roll with the best. Streeter Superstands. This is Jeff Wessel from StreeterSuperstands.com. You wouldn't put subpar parts on your racing cart, so why put that cherished ride of yours on anything but karting's number one lifts and stands, Streeter Superstands. 
Streeter is the original and genuine manufacturer of the second-to-none Bigfoot rolling stands, stackers, uprights, and industry-leading superlift. We also manufacture and sell the largest and always-growing roster of trailer and shop accessories like tire, engine and jug racks, cabinets, spray can trays, beat breakers, and tons more to outfit any size trailer, team, and budget. Streeter Superstance has over 30 continuous years of experience. Brick cart racers just like you and know that the Streeter name represents the absolute best in stands, lifts, and accessories for karting enthusiasts worldwide. Durability, affordability, unmatched quality, and customer service, that's what sets us apart from the rest. Check us out now at StreeterSuperstance.com. Roll with the best, StreeterSuperstance.com. There's a new hot-button name in American safety equipment, Stilo USA. Every product with Stilo is focused on safety, comfort, and function. Stilo USA is happy to provide you with the proper safety apparel to keep you protected on the track, and their karting lineup is second to none. The ST5 KRT karting helmet is available for $599. Manufactured using a lightweight and extremely strong composite material, the KRT provides an excellent fit and comfort level due to its dual-density interior foam lining, and it's equipped with a symmetrical visor offers excellent vision and an effortless central visor locking system. The ST5 CMR standard was developed jointly by the FIA Institute and Snell Memorial Foundation to ensure safer and lighter weight helmets for the younger carters. Drivers rave about the superior comfort levels, lightweight construction, and the unparalleled field of vision. The perfect youth helmet is available for $549. Stilo didn't stop with their helmets either. The newly developed Carbon Curva Rib Protector is unlike any on the market with its form-fitting solution to offer superior protection. Head to StiloHelmets.com to review these and many more products to keep you safe on the track. Stilo, any competition, one helmet. Welcome back to the EKN Outlap here on the EKN Radio Network, whether on the radio network or 24-7 EKN radio station. You can access at ecardinews.com slash radio or by downloading the EKN Radio Network app. Of course, we turn this into a podcast as well. They're available on all the different podcast platforms. David, let's ra- uh, wrap things up here. You'll be trackside. You can follow everything, folks, on EKN of the 2021 Rock Island Grand Prix. We'll have live coverage on ecardinews.com slash live from the Team uh, Cooper Tire Broadcast Center right there at start-finish at the Rock Island Grand Prix. This edition of our show being brought to you by Briggs Racing, Franklin Motorsports, and Margate Racing. They are our broadcast partners for this coming weekend. Yeah, excited to be back uh, providing some some live coverage uh, from the Rock Island. As we talked about it, we kind of, when we first started doing live, Rock Island was one of those first locations that we went to. Uh, you know, thankfully with their, with their connection on the extreme side of things, we were able to get the internet connections we needed and, uh, that helped. And again, they have the, the great PA system that goes throughout the, uh, the entire racetrack. So, uh, you know, it was, it was a no brainer to, uh, to stream it live. And, and again, this year, you know, we're going to provide a little bit more with me not racing this year with, uh, you know, social media, live videos, some some tape videos as well, a lot of photos and and just a lot of other updates and just cool things that happened throughout the three days of of being in Rock Island. And David, I know you would love to have me with you there doing the play by play. I can't make it this year, but they've got a, a new duo of uh, of people that will be on the PA. I like a, a little different approach for this year. 
Yeah, it is a different approach. Uh, two two announcers this year, so uh, no, that doesn't mean your job is being you know you're so cool <laughs> that they had to have two people to do it. But uh, but it gives a different flavor, uh, and that's something that they're trying to do with the race. You know, trying to not be the same race over and over again. So a, a different uh, viewpoint of the race through two different voices. Uh, Jay Kedwell. Uh, is a WHBF Local 4 News Team Sports Director. Uh, he will be give that local flavor for people, a familiar voice as well for, okay. for people in the area. So that'll kind of help. And then Carter Pease, uh, former Rock Island Grand Prix driver, uh, driver trying to make his way up through the open wheel ranks and, and, and car racing. Uh, he'll be, he'll kind of be the, uh, the, 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 uh, um, like a driver analyst. Yeah. So the driver analyst, exactly. He'll okay. he'll know more about the carts that are on the racetrack and provide more details into wh- who exactly is who and the carts and and the engines and and give more of that information type feel. Nice. I like I like the different approach again. Rock Island, uh, Roger Ruthard and his whole crew working with Joe Janowski and the crew at uh, the National Karting Alliance. So a, a new group, a new kind of an action group, making things uh, move forward into the future. Some changes for this year's Rock Island Grand Prix. I'm sure if you're there, you'll get a feel for those. One of them, of course, being uh, the sounds you hear, the play-by-play you hear throughout the weekend with Jake Kidwell and Carter Pease. If you're following on eCardi News, we'll be on all the social media platforms, as David had said, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The hashtags to follow to be able to, to search what we've got going, hashtag EKN at RIGP, hashtag RIGP 2021, and hashtag The Rock. Uh, David, The Rock, obviously one of the iconic trophies uh, in the carding world, our, our American carding community. A lot of people trying to get that rock to put it on the, the mantle plate piece. They'll get another chance to do it this coming weekend of the 2021 Rock Island Grand Prix. Yeah, excited to uh, to see who's able to take home the rock. We might see some history again. You know, we got Tony Nielsen racing in nine different categories, so he may yeah. be able to, uh, to overtake uh, Gary Lawson as the all-time race winner. Uh, at the Rock Island Grand Prix, we'll, you know, hopefully we'll see some new drivers take home some rocks because, again, that that emotion and excitement of, of actually winning at the Rock Island Grand Prix, it's very raw, very, very emotional for a lot of different drivers, depending on, on the, where they came from and, and who they are. So that'll be fun to watch. And then again, the off the track fun as well uh, as we uh, attack the Quad Cities on Labor Day weekend. <laughs> All right, folks, tune in to David Cole and the whole crew uh, there this coming weekend, live on Saturday and Sunday. We're done for this edition of the EKN Outlap. We'll be back next week with the Debrief Podcast, where we'll break down everything that happened throughout the weekend. David and I will set that up for next Tuesday. Otherwise, thank you so much for joining us here on the EKN Radio Network. On behalf of David Cole, my name is Rob Howden. Bye for now.